Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode number 11 in the book of James. We're going to talk today about faith being tested in real life reality, faith being tested in reality. And we're going to look at the difference between talking a good game and walking a good game. So here's the principle. The principle is that an interior life is demonstrated externally. And specifically, a living faith shows itself in life. And in a sense, there's no such thing as a private faith. Now, all faith is personal, right? You get me, God God tells every person, you get me. So it's very, very personal. But it's never private. It can't be, because if God changes the inside, it's going to come out. So by definition, faith is a public, uh, or at least part of it is public, because it's practice, a lot of it is external. Some of it's internal, but it's not exclusively internal. So faith, by definition, is a proclamation that is practical. And in reality, we'll talk about this in a, in a second, it's it's a little painful. So let's see what James says about faith. What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? This is from James chapter 2. I'm going to start in verse 14. What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled. Without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. So let's talk about the painfulness of faith, if you will. So if you're in the body of Christ, and another person's in the body of Christ, and they have real needs, it seems here that this is going to be a little expensive, and it's going to be a little inconvenient, and it's going to be a little challenging. Uh, That is, that if you're in this game, the game of Christian life, your faith is going to be tested in real life. So not just sort of some in, in some afterlife, it's being tested now. And it's exposing. Um, so recently, just for an example here, so recently some politicians, some national politicians uh, have had their tax returns uh, uh, published. And here's the thing that just always strikes me about this is you're a politician, you're going for national office, you're going to know that your giving uh, is going to be exposed to the world. So most people are giving is, you know, pretty secret and there's only just a a person or two or three that knows how much you give your accountant and your spouse and, you know, maybe your finance person at, uh, at, at church. But here we find out a bunch of people that are going to find the whole country, hundreds of millions of people are going to see how much they give. And what they what they show universally is a disproportionately small, unplanned giving, ungenerous, 
And these are wealthy people generally that are uh, in in this category of, of giving. Uh, so either those people are poorly taught, which may be part of it, or I think what this passage is saying, you can be absolutely sure these people are not uh, people of faith because they they their externals are not demonstrating their their internal internals. So the, the the problem with faith is it seems to be quantifiable. It seems to be accessible. It seems to be definable. All right, so that's how painful faith is. What about the fellowship? So here it, it, it qualifies who we're supposed to be giving our attention to, which is brothers and sisters. That is the family of God, a place where everybody knows your name and, and you know their name. Why? Because there's another principle in other parts of the Bible about reciprocity in the sense that uh, you may be this this person here who has no food. You may be their protection for today. Uh, likewise, someday they may be your protection. All right, I want to talk about the five solas. So the five solas of the Reformation are uh, by faith alone, we'll talk about that in a second, in Christ alone, by grace alone, for the glory of God alone, uh, by scripture alone. So one of the one of the sound bites, one of the buzzwords is faith alone. And listen to what we just read. This is verse 17. So also faith by itself, by itself, that is faith alone, if it does not have works, that's the qualifier, is dead. So faith alone, James is saying faith alone is dead if it's not accompanied by works. So we have to be careful of the five solos of Reformation is because it's more, this is like the five and a half solos of Reformation because your faith has to be uh, accompanied by works because that's what uh, demonstrate it. So there's no, if you think you're a closet faith, I have faith in my closet, you've got something to explain. All right. Uh, another principle in this passage is if you aren't caring for the body of Christ in any meaningful way, by darn sure you're not caring anywhere else. So this is an uncomfortable passage in the sense that we are justified by our works in the sense that our works demonstrate our faith. So to have faith is to be active in our works, and our works are accompanying our our, our faith and works are accompanying each other. You can't even separate them. Faith completes our work. Faith demonstrates itself in our works. And the expression of faith is in our works. So my prayer of our, so I'm encouraged by this, Lord, by this mutual support of body that you are building and the demonstration. I pray for my brothers and sisters that we be ready for the inconvenience, the expense of demonstrating our faith. I pray, Lord, that we would move from talking a good game to living a good game. I pray that we would move not away from worship, but beyond worship into giving a good game. Help my brothers and sisters be rich in faith and rich in faith that comes at a cost. I thank you, Lord. My brothers and sisters, I'll see you tomorrow.